Welcome to Good Christian People, an honest conversation between church leaders who recognize we're not perfect, we're barely good, but we want to be great. On today's episode, Tim wants to enlist in Space Force, I lead the greatest trivia game of all time, and together we take a look backward and forward in our final episode of 2020. Everybody, welcome back to Good Christian People. Yeah, the podcast. Episode 20. Yeah, Svanzig. Wait, did you just go German now? Svanzig. Svanzig. Where did that come from? He's been eating his pork and kraut. Yeah. (laughs) Some schnitzel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what is you know what's good? Schnitzel with the red cabbage and the what are the what what's the little um the the little pasta things that's on the side in German food? What is it? Spetzel. That's it. Spetzel. Spetzel is the best. Put a little butter on there. Mm. We've we're off to an amazing start. Yeah. Guys, I'm Jeff. That's Tim. That's Josie. If this was on video, you would know which way we are sitting. But mm. we're not. Uh this is exciting, guys. This is our twentieth episode. If you count the uh well actually you know what? i don't know if it's our 20th episode technically ain't nobody counting that. because i uh, know i do i mean it's like because well no i'm not talking about the 19th one i'm talking about episode eight and a half eight and a half technically our christmas one oh we have to throw well yeah i'm not counting our christmas regardless one. this is the 20th episode of 2020 ep- getting ready to go to 21st episode in 2021 that's yeah i like i really like the symmetry of that it just it really looks nice. I just can't believe you're making me edit two episodes in a single week so that you can have this like nice feeling. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's sort of why the Christmas one was in there. You know, it's weird. I was watching TV the other day. It was an NBA game, and they were talking about the season that is going on right now, and they called it the 2020-2021 season, and it just sounded weird. The 2020-2021 yeah. Yeah. season. Yeah. 2020-2021 season. It's just a tongue twister. That is. That's an amazing tongue twister. I can't believe we've done 20 episodes of this. It's sort of... Oh, I, I can. Can you? Does it feel yeah. like it? Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> all of my life has been stolen. I can count the hours now. Well, we... Yeah. I mean, it, we've, we've covered a lot. I have no idea where we're going in the new year. I really don't. I mean, I have some ideas. Uh, we should probably figure that out. Well, January 1, all of our problems go away. It's going to be 2021. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think we're just going to... I think this will be the last episode. Like, I'll kind of... Whenever it comes to something that you create that you put out into the world... I really want to adopt like the Seinfeld mindset, which is you go out on top. Yeah. You don't oh. don't don't let other people oh. decide that you're dead. Yeah, and, don't tell anybody. I know the good thing is nobody listens to this. Don't tell anybody, but I do that in so many conversations just in the church lobby. If you if you ever watch me or if you were ever in a conversation with me, the yeah. moment I get a laugh, I'm out. Yeah. I am out. <laughs> See ya. Always leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a supersized episode today. Well, I, it's not going to be supersized compared to the last episode we did. I don't, Tim, I don't think you know how we had to do some significant editing. We, well, you, well, I know. I mean, oh, we, yeah, me you. and Josie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had to really, um, and I, I think I figured out what we can do. Stop how, talking. Yeah. But Patreon, what we can do, Josie 
is we can earn a little money mm-hmm. by not having you edit anything. Ain't nobody going to pay for that. And I know, but they could hear all of the mistakes and all of the stuff that we edited out because there was significant stuff that got edited out. $50 a month, you can get the unedited director's cut. No, I didn't want $50. I mean, we'd really have to have good stuff. <laughs> I'd say like 45 Oh, sure. $45. No, we edited so much out because that episode, I'm so sorry that... The Jericho March discussion went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I, I think, was yeah, important. I think I was on my my soapbox for a little bit longer than I expected. Yeah, so. yeah, I think you were on it longer than anyone expected, including the Lord. Um, but I will tell you this. I'm going to jump ahead because I actually didn't put this on a thing. I want to thank you for what you said in that episode because I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe there's, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to process and think about why this would be so, but during the outrage series, I felt like you really did a good job trying to shoot for middle of the road. Yeah. Well, and the and I don't series, think you did it so much. The outrage series was pre-election. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my job is not to tell you who to vote for or, or, or even now, like we're post-elections, you've already voted the post-election and, and I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you whether you should believe the, the results of the election or not. But once you start using the Lord's name and person and who he is for, other purposes, then that's what I'm going to step up and be a little bit louder. Mm, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it because yeah. that probably means you're going to get in trouble and not me. Exactly. That's fun. Uh, so, guys, let's we're going to take a look back at 2020 this year. But before we do that, let's talk about a couple of things that are happening just to kind of get into it and be aware of, of what the last few days, weeks of uh, 2020. The vaccines are out. Of the vaccines, yeah. The vaccines. That's how the va- Italians pronounce it. I think. How did the How did the Germans Italian? It's like whatever it is, multiply. Yeah. It's like German words just multiply every syllable by seven. Is that right? No. Yeah. Lots of consonants and. Uh, Are you guys going to get the vaccine? I'm going to get it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. You? I mean, I'll be right there. You presumably have to get it more than once. Yeah. Well, well right, but I mean, like, I'm going to get like between, four sure. or five of them. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I'm wholly vaccinated. Well, makes sense. I think the other thing you have to kind of remember is that even if you get vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask. No. Yes. No. Until no. there's a herd immunity. Yes. Correct. Until there's everybody. But by the time in our age group, you know, I mean, so we're, well, you, Joe and I, we're, we're under 40. <laughs> um, but anyway, we are not in the, the age group of, 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 you know, people who are high risk. So we will be the last to get it. And so by the time we get vaccinated, we'll be real close to not wearing masks with herd immunity for sure. Yeah, well, anyway. But I feel for the people like, the, the, you know, the, the over 80 people or something. That yeah. They're already struggling wearing the masks. And then they get the vaccine. And then they're going to have to say, I'm sorry, you still have to wear a mask. That's that's going to be rough for them. Yeah. So I feel for them. I'm glad that, that you know, there are figureheads out there who are taking the vaccine and saying it's safe to do so. Go for it. Um, I do feel like it's weird that some of those people have railed so hard against this being a real thing, and then they are the first in line to get vaccinated. Um, I've, I feel like it, it's like fantasy football, that once you use that chip, you go to the end of the line for transactions. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where it's just, let's, I don't care what you said about the vaccine 20 years ago, it's just, let's call it water under the bridge, let's just get past all this nonsense and move on. Look at you. Whatever. You're, you're a better person than all of us. I, I've, I've, some, something about forgive as you have been forgiven, I can't remember who said that. I think that. it was uh, Anna Ferris and mm, Just Friends. Forgiveness. Someone will get that joke, and it'll probably be Brandon. Not me. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? No. 
that's a really good movie. I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm not like it. It's it's really really good. Oh, I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah. So what's next on the agenda, Jeff? Thank you. <laughs> because the last episode was an hour and forty two minutes long. Yeah. All well, right. The director's cut. The director's cut. Uh, a couple of hot hot. Um, I don't say hot takes. It's not really hot takes, but just lightning round. Uh, so on our last episode, Josie, you pointed out we have a an official president elect. All the electoral college. Basically, they voted the way yeah. they were supposed to. They were to. voting while we were recording. Yeah. yeah. And so, all right, congratulations to, to him and to her. And uh, so we'll move on from that. Uh, I, this came out this week, and I thought it was so strange that the Space Force, they've come up with, like, the term that they're going to use to call uh, their service members, and it's Guardians. I think Space Force, since the moment it was announced, keep shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> It's just it, it's so much about Space Force just gets more and more comical. And it's like, is this for is it, real? Yeah. Is this for real? Or is this just some like pull the wool over our eyes? I mean, at some point in time, I feel like the administration's going to come out and go, psych. So I was, yeah. So they're now the guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> and they're, I mean, which I, here's, here's the deal. If you were trying to recruit service members, and that's not the worst thing to be called. Oh, as soon as I heard Space Force, I'm like, can I sign up? Like, yeah. I'll, like, I'll enlist. Let's go. So yeah. this, this continues like an ongoing trend of Space Force just like being accused of referencing sci-fi and like <laughs> right. fictional media. So like the logo for Space Force just it's looks- It's Star Wars. I mean, literally I mean, just Trek. like the Star, Star Trek, Trek. Em- yeah. Yeah. emblem. And what that is, is the Star Trek emblem was actually- copied from the the US Air Force logo was a variant of that. Guardians the term even though it reminds us of Guardians of the Galaxy right. traces its name back to this old Air Force Space Command motto from 1983 Guardians of the High Frontier. Yeah. Um so it actually is like referential even though it does kind of sound a little weird to us. My man, Guardians thanks. now they're Guardians of the You put us in our first place. frontier. It's the final finals. frontier. Yeah. What's that? Sorry, we we went in two different directions with that joke. Yeah, and neither of them were funny. Yeah. All I know is, is so the the Netflix show Space Force, which left some things to be desired. But I loved one of the opening scenes where all of the uh, the generals from each of the you know the um, what do you call them each of branches. the divisions branches. Yeah. Thank you of the military are there, and the, you know it's Army and Marine Corps and all that kind of stuff. And the Coast Guard steps up and says, "Well, at least I'm not last of the line." They're like, "No, you're still last of the line." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all of you, Coast Guard. What do we call Coast Guard ser- service members? Uh, I, I think they're they're guardians as well, because they're because I looked it up. There were, there were two because you have the National Guard, you have the Coast Guard, Coast Guardsmen, Coast Guardsmen. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I knew they were saying that, that guard shows up in other branches. This is just an offshoot of that. So they're also called the guardians. Sailors in the Navy who spend their time on the oceans call the Coast Guards puddle pirates. Oh yeah, yeah. I prefer Coasty. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was interested because, you know, I, not that I care about this, but the, uh, Trump put together like a, a group that was going to work on, what do you call it? Um, patriotic education. Um, he put together like a council that's going to work on, you know, coming up with curriculum for children to learn patriotic education. Yeah. And, uh, but they've already said, you know, on his first day on the job, Joe Biden's probably going to kill that. This whole group is probably not even going to meet even once. Oh, and wow. so then I was wondering, is he going to do that with Space Force? Because it seems so kind of comical. Like it, it, it you know, like, And they said, Biden will probably still let Space Force just go. Like well, how pro- far along is it, though? That's the thing. Is there already like a I mean, they've, large... got, they've got a logo and a name, so yeah. 
I guess at this point. I, I mean, by this point, it's you could very easily revert it because all it was is just like a a formalized rebranding of the Air Force's you space just command. Just back into the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would imagine weird. most of the people that are now on the Space Force came from the Air Force. They anyway. are. They're not. They're not enlisting for Space Force. They're recruiting from within oh, other branches God. of the military. So you, yeah. So I, I got. I don't think it's going to work for you. Anyway, congratulations. <laughs> we have the Guardians of the Galaxy. I got one more thing that's not on the thing. Uh, because I just found this this morning. Guess who released a video last night? Uh, John Krasinski did another Some Good News episode. Is he going to get sued? I don't know. But here's what happened. So it came on and like, John Krasinski does another episode of Some Good News. And I'll be honest. I mean, I'm kind of soured on that whole thing because of how cool it was and how uh, just exciting it was when that was going on. And then he sold live. it for millions. And then he sold it and was like, peace out. You know, and then he like showed back up and I'm like, I'm going to hate watch this. And by the end of it, I was choked up. I was like, this is still really good. Like it's, it's really good story. You cried. I mean, I got emotional a couple spots cause it's just, it's really, really good. All right. So I know you're going to tell me now about council bluffs. So what's going on in council bluffs? I have no idea. Oh, good. We've okay. not heard anything. Here's listener. And this is end of the year analytics. We just want to say thank you so much as of at least yesterday in preparing for this. Our uh, little podcast has had almost a thousand unique listeners, over two thousand plus uh, downloads, and so we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for. So let's do the math on that. So a thousand well, no, unique listeners, which means the average person. Listens it's not counting. Twice. It, no, it's not counting every. Every, like not everything is considered a download. Ah, like if you listen to the website, or you listen through other things. It's not an actual download like it would be through apple regardless god bless you thank you so much it really means a lot that you are uh, listening um but council bluffs i'm so like at this point this is now a crusade i need to figure out what's happening here because council bluffs uh virginia has overtaken council bluffs again but they're still sitting there with 140 plus listens in council bluffs and josie made a point of saying it's so close to nebraska it's 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 the, the city on the other side of yeah, the border. Omaha. Omaha. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Omaha. When you go to when you go to Council Bluffs, you fly into Omaha. Right. But my thing is, is that like normally wherever I guess your device is registered will tell you where this is coming from, you know, where where we're pulling from. We have zero listeners in Nebraska. Like so I, it's just it's so weird to me that so anyway, if you're from Nebraska or Council Bluffs, or anywhere mildly in the Midwest, just somebody pretend you're from Council Bluffs and just tell us a story. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ragbri alumni, so Iowa in the house on the pod. There you go. We're all from the East Coast, so you could tell us literally anything about corn and we would believe you. Right, yeah. Tell corn us about like drop good. bears that reside in the corn. Yep. Guys, here's what we're going to do. Um, I put together, you guys have no idea what these questions are going to be, uh, but I thought it would be fun for 2020 mm. to put together a year in review trivia game. Let's do it. What like it, 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 you would think that it's easy to remember the things that have happened in a year, but when that year has felt like nine years, I've been studying. I don't know, man. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to see. So here, here's what we're gonna do. Um, I, I gave you guys the option of whether you wanted to work together to no. see if you could. You don't want to do that. No. You just want to compete. I want to. I want to annihilate them. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do. If you're at home, play along too. And I, and I'm keep terrible your, at trivia. Go keep ahead. your score. Keep your score. Uh, this first one, uh, what I'm going to do, we had a lot of famous people who died in 2020, and they were tragic. We're going to do this. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you four celebrities who died in 2020. 
you have to tell me the order in which they oh, died. Gosh. But I mean, it's, it's not. It's not impossible. It's not each uh, each one of these are separated by at least an additional month. Like there's a month in, but almost two months between. So like if somebody died in January, the next one will be March. The next one will be May. The next one will be July. So you, you'll be able, I think, I believe in you. So here are the four celebrities. Okay. Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's father. Oh yeah, we know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, just, I'm getting as much help as I can. Kobe Frank Bri- Costanza. Kobe Bryant. Yep. Regis Philbin. Kenny Rogers. All right. So I want you to tell me the order from earliest to latest. One more time. Jerry Stiller. You want to write it down? No. You thinking about it? All right. Jerry Stiller, Kobe Bryant, Regis Philbin, Kenny Rogers. Ready? All right. You want him to go first? Sure. All right. You go first. Kobe. Okay. Regis. Okay. Stiller. Okay. And whoever the last one was. Kenny Rogers. Rogers. All right. What's your answer? I, I actually was going to say the same thing. You're yep. going to say the exact same thing. All right. Well, you guys got Kobe right. Uh, Kobe was January 26th. Kenny Rogers was March 20th. Jerry Stiller was May 11th. Regis Philbin, July 24th. I'm throwing my life away. No, nah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. So it's a good little warm up. All right. Yeah. This is a little easier. In March, the 2020 Summer Olympics were postponed until 2021. Yep. Where will they be held? Where? Where? Joe, you get to go first. Um, this should still be held in Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. Nippon. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Very good. Tokyo. Um, maybe I should have you guys write these down because you can just easily steal the other person's answer. Uh, this I, is a I, podcast. I, We're not I, writing things down. But anyway. My trivia, the ones I listen to, write it down. Uh, on January 20th, the first reported COVID-19 death in America occurred in which state? California. New York. Washington. Washington. I knew that. Washington. They all I came knew that. Through. Yeah, started. Yeah. Uh, I, even though this was just a couple months ago, I mean, not a couple months ago, it almost started the year, but which movie won Best Picture at the Oscars on February 9th? Oof. These are all trivia questions you like. Exactly. Like, yeah. Her, my, I would, here's my guess. I, I, I've done sports, celebrities, movies, history. Like, it's all coming out. If you guys don't like anything, my guess is Chocolat. What? <laughs> movie's like 30 years old. Yeah, but what, it won Best Picture. What movies even came out this year? It I wouldn't be this year. It would be last, last year. year. Yeah. I, how do the awards work then? I, they still did it, they just did it virtually. Just guess a movie. No, they didn't. No, no, because the Oscars took place in February, so they didn't. They didn't have to shut down at all. Mad Max Fury Road. No, you guys are really close. Uh, not at all. It was Parasite, the Bong Joon Ho movie. That was oh. a great movie. Mm-hmm. This isn't on here, but the highest grossing movie this year was Bad Boys for Life because it was the only one that was in theaters for like oh, yeah. two months. Yeah, yeah, right, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, okay, you, what you gonna do? <clears throat> What ill-timed and poorly named streaming company launched on April 6th and barely lasted six months before shutting down? Oh, I know this one. Yeah, you do. Because I had it for a little bit. Did you really? Yeah, because it was free. They gave you a free 90 days. Oh. Um, So like Quibi? Quibi. Quibi. Yep, there you go. All right. Um, You got it first. All right. So here, I'm going to give you three events, three major world events from this year. Mm -hmm. You have to put them in order. Okay. From earliest... To the most recent. So we're doing this again? Doing right, it again, but this is this is world history. Okay. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announce their intent to give up the royal status and move. Okay. Donald Trump is acquitted in his impeachment trial. Okay. And there's a massive explosion in a Beirut port. Oh, in Beirut, yeah. Beirut. Okay. Beirut. Beirut right. was the most recent. Beirut. I have no idea about the other two. 
No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, it's probably the royal family, and then Beirut, and then acquittal. It it's it's royal family, then acquittal, then Beirut. There it is. I gave them to you in the correct order. Beirut was in August. Hmm. Yeah, the Beirut explosion, August fourth, uh, February fifth was Donald Trump was acquitted, and then January eighth, Harry and Meghan said. We will never be royals. Is she going to go back to suits? Can, can we do just that again? pause and acknowledge how crazy, before even the coronavirus, the first two months of 2020 were? Most of what I have pulled are from the first 100 days. Yeah. I just threw in the Beirut one just to be like, here, guys, here's a cookie. Like, this, like, like we're, ten, we're 10 months away what you want, from, from the end of, of the first two months. And it's yep. like, I don't know why I did that math like that, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, the first 100 days, it like so many things happened that I had to just leave out. <clears throat> On March 10th, what country was the first to order a complete national lockdown due to COVID-19? Uh, what day? March 10th. That would be Italy. Italy. Yeah, you were there. I was like, there. Two when days it, before it happened. Yeah. But and, I still said it first. Yeah, you did. You did. I, I mean, I put that in there as a softball for you to be like, you could tell us a story about how you literally were in Italy 10 days before the lockdown. I was in Venice. They yeah. canceled Carnival. I had to I had to escape Italy on a train. Austria was turning them away at the border, but we happened to get through. It was like, I don't know, spooky. Wow. My mom and dad That's were great. on a cruise ship when they recalled all the cruises, and they still they were like down... Way down the southern Caribbean and had to come all the way back to Baltimore. And they literally were one of the last people on the ocean uh, in the world when they got back. Weren't so. your parents in Italy for a while? They were there a little bit longer. They had to like, they had to cancel their trip two weeks early and come home. Yeah, yeah that's wild. That is wild. Uh, okay, in May, which state was the capital, which, I'm sorry, in which state was the capital building the site of an armed protest over a stay-at-home order? Michigan. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Georgia. It was Michigan. Yeah, it's the same one. the same folk who decided they should try to kidnap the governor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like that should be a movie. It'll like, eventually be. It'll be, yeah. but it needs, it to, needs be to be like, like a dumb comedy. Exactly. Movie. It yeah. needs to be just like Logan eh. Lucky. Have you ever seen Fort Lyons? Uh-uh. It's a British comedy, um, kind of done in early 2000s about terrorism. It's these British nationals who happen to be like from the Middle East and they like become radicalized and... Go and it's just like a comedy through and through. Yeah, it's extremely funny. Okay, everything becomes a movie nowadays. Yep. If they make a movie about Richard Jewell, they will make a movie about that's true. The Michigan yeah, lady. That's true. Okay, we all remember or remember hearing about the infamous Super Bowl halftime performance with Shakira and J Lo, but hmm. which teams actually played in the Super Bowl? Oh shoot! <laughs> yeah, that's like we remember who played in the Super Bowl this year. Um, well, it was the Patriots and no, no, it was, it was Kansas city cause they won uh-huh. Kansas city beat San Francisco. You agree with that or disagree? With he that? would know way more than I would. He, well, he, he got it right. Got it right. Okay. Uh, last question, guys, we're going to do the celebrity deaths again, except this one, th- these are more recent. These all happened within the back half of the year, but because they're a little more recent, I only put them a few weeks apart. Okay, so here we go. Put these celebrity deaths in order, earliest to most recent. Doing this again? Yeah, I just said it. Jerry Stiller. Sean Connery, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Alex Trebek, Chadwick Boseman. One more time. In order, 
put these in order, Sean Connery, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Alex Trebek, Chadwick Boseman. And if this helps you at all, which it won't, uh, each one took place in one month starting in August. So right. August, September, October, so November. Connery, then Bozeman, then RBG, then Trebek. Okay. So you put Connery for say say yours again. Connery. Okay. Then Bozeman. Okay. RGB. And then or, Trebek. And Trebek. Okay. Or RBG. Um, I'll flip flop Chadwick and uh, Connery. Chadwick and Connery. Who's Bozeman? Chadwick Bozeman, then Connery, then Ginsburg. Then uh, Trebek. Trebek. You guys were close. You were closer. You were way off. Uh, yes. August 28th, Chadwick Boseman. September 18th, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, where's the other one? Uh, Sean Connery is October 31st. And then just barely a week later, Alex Trebek was in November. This is the best podcast of all time. If you like trivia, it is. There are some people... Probably who don't listen, but there are some people who would like what just happened. That's great. There have been a lot of things that happened this year. Um, there, I put some honorable mentions here. I mean, not that. I mean, like we. I, I as soon as I read this, I went, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" Like, I completely forgot about that. Um, the Australian brush fire started in September mm-hmm. and kept going until March of this year, mm-hmm. and then something happened in March where all of a sudden we stopped paying attention to other things and started kind of looking. Oh, it was the COVID. Uh, just totally ignored the election. We have all been there. Your boy Elon Musk and I guess his wife had a baby. I almost put on here a trivia question. Just spell the baby's name. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's I, something dumb. Yeah, I don't even remember. It's X and then Ash. it's the It's it's the X and then it's the A E That's Ash. Well when I looked it up they Whatever. Grimes just, said it should be making, pronounced as AI. Keep making good cars and eventually I'll have enough money to buy one. So it's spelled or pronounced X A I A twelve. I'm like, guys, come on. And then lastly, just, you know, this is something that didn't make it in the trivia uh, intentionally. Uh, I didn't want to make a trivia uh, question about this, but just being aware of the uh, the racial events that took place over the summer, uh, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, those are things that we're still thinking about and, um, and really hoping that things will just get better because uh, that, that was, those were significant things that happened in our culture and I didn't want to make a, a little game out of that. Uh, but here we are at the end of 2020 and it has been a weird year. And so what I thought would be good to do, like there've been so many things that I've seen like in pop culture, just talking about, okay, 2020 is almost done. We're about to get out, you know, just this past week, Saturday night live, they're like 2020 is almost over. All right, let's just, let's just move on to the next year. And I'm thinking there are some things that I think we could, it would do us well to look back on this past year and do some processing like we would do in any normal year before we move on. Because I don't think this was a wasted year. I think God was definitely doing something here. And so then we need to kind of figure out what that is. So what we're going to do for the rest of this podcast is I've just asked the guys, we've all come up with answers to five questions. Uh, We like the five question format here. And so you who are listening at home, wherever you are, I, we would encourage you to also use these five questions to take a look back at 2020 so that we can kind of move in a healthy way into 2021. And so to get us started, uh, easy question, well, sort of easy-ish, just going to throw it out there. Question number one, what will you remember about 2020? I'll go first because I'm it. easy, 39 years old now, and I'm holding on to my firstborn child, and uh, she's beautiful, and I love every moment of it. 
there's there's nothing else in 2020 that I can even put on that list. Like you remember nothing, but pretty much. Okay, yeah. I mean that's a that's a momentous thing. Josie, how about you? You have anything? It's probably more of the generic answer, but I I think I'll just remember like how rough the year was. Yeah, like 2020 for me started swinging. We talked about how much like bad stuff start was at the beginning of the year, but like. January 1st, I got a call from my sister that, like, my grandfather died. And I was like, this is going to not be a great year. Yeah. And then it just continued and got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there are things that I would pull out, I, I think, for me, uh, cultural upheaval and the change. Um, I think, you know, I think it was always there, but I think COVID particularly ramped up some of the angst and animosity, uh, kind of put people in a bad headspace. And then when people are in bad headspaces, they go and do things that are harmful to other people. Um, and they, they tend to look inward. And I think, I think COVID caused a lot of us having to be alone and and secluded or just removed from people to forget, um, how to treat other people. Um, I, I think the way I felt is that 2020 really exposed a lot. Like you talk about how crisis reveals character. And I think you learn a lot about people. You learn a lot about yourself. Um, I, I, I mean, I hesitate to, to bring this up because I hate that we talk about this as much as we do, but I think it needs to be said um, to me. The thing that I feel like I'm one thing I feel like I'm going to remember a lot is the impact of politics on the church and not vice versa that politics sort of came in and and really did a number on the church and the church did not return the favor. Uh, we just sort of went in and just kind of said, okay, we're going to do what we want to do. On a happier note, I would say uh, I'm really going to remember this Christmas. Um, this is the first year because, you know, we're a ministry family um, and my dad was in ministry. This is the first Christmas where things, the church just has not totally consumed 90% of our of our time. And so this, I feel like this is what most people get to do around Christmas. I know that at some point it's going to go back. This is probably only Christmas. I'm ever going to get anything like this. Um, so I'm really just trying to take all that in and appreciate it. So, uh, those of you listening at home, what will you remember about 2020? Yeah. Something to think about. All right, let's move on to the next one. And, and this seems, I feel like kind of weird that my list on this one is long, but what are you guys proud of? from 2020. What do you look back on and you go, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm proud of that. Proud of having a little baby. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, this is, I mean, you know, 38, I mean, 39 now years into my life. And this was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I look back. I'll remember the pandemic. I'll remember. Yeah. And some of this is going to come up in later portions of today's sure. conversation. But yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it our you know, everybody tells you when you have a baby and that's what they told everybody in the church told me for nine months, your life's going to change. I mean, and I'm like, I know it will. Yeah. And now that I'm on the side, I'm like, it absolutely has. Yeah. And it has. I mean, it's completely changed everything, which is awesome. And so, uh, yeah, what am I most proud of? I'm most proud of the fact that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess as a, as a Christian and a pastor, I shouldn't have been living for myself before, right? I should have been living for Jesus, but uh, you know, in a in a more fleshly way, uh, I'm just proud that I have a little soul, little body over there that I'm living for. So, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, Josie. How about you? Like you said, this has been a rough year for you. So, what I feel like you need to identify some some good. What are you proud of from this year? Um, 
I'm I'm proud of survival. Um, like no matter how bad things got, uh, there was always. I don't know. Things have just transitioned. They've become different. Out of the bad, kind of has kind of grown a lot of good. Like I lost my job, found a new job. My one of my roommates bought a house, and we had to like figure out a new place to live, and we found out a a, a nicer house that's a lot closer to like everywhere I I operate. Um, yeah, I I think just survival. Like the fact that we've gotten through this year, um, it's it's proof that no matter how things no matter how bad things truly get, there there is always like a way forward. Yeah. That's good. I'm proud of you. I am. You you put up with a lot this year, uh, us included. Um, for me, you know, this is kind of low hanging fruit, and it's actually going to echo a lot of my my give thanks episode stuff. Uh, I'm really I'm proud of this podcast. You know that we made it 20 episodes. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. No, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I like where we've gotten. I mean, it, it it is cool to be able to go. Oh, we made something, and then and put it out there, and it's kind of scary to put it out there, but. Uh, I'm 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 proud of I think some of my professional work this year because once COVID hit we had to go into a totally different gear uh, creatively and figured stuff out and I feel like we had to you know that old thing of building an airplane mid-flight you know we were just one step ahead and sometimes we weren't one step ahead we were right there just trying to creatively keep our our church family together and uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of our church for hanging in there and, and doing what it does. Um, and all the people who have made it, you know, reopening possible. Um, and that's just, that's just really been neat to see the community come together. And then my own family, uh, you hear all these horror stories about people who are cooped up with their family and they just are like, okay, we need a bigger house or I'm just going to punt all of you off the roof. Uh, my family, we had a whole lot more time to spend together this year, particularly with the kids now. I mean, even if, I guess they would be virtual homeschooling anyway, but uh, with them doing homeschooling, it, it's just, we didn't kill each other. We seemed to really get along and grew closer together. My wife is in a tough industry during COVID and she has like completely kicked butt, succeeded, um, is doing stuff that a lot of other people aren't able to do um, because she's just good at that. And then particularly my kids, like, I just, I, I, more and more as I try to see things through their lens of what's happening in 2020, I just see so many kids surviving and doing and adapting better than the adults have and handling that, that pressure and anxiety. Um, and I just, I, you know, honor that they, they lost out on all of their summer camps. They lost out on sports. They lost out on, on so much of their social life. And yet they're still kind of moving forward in a mentally healthier way than I think many adults do. And so I'm really proud of that. Now, because this is a good Christian people and we have to always say something bad. And this will, I guess, take the spot of our confession. What do you regret about 2020? Let's, I know Tim, you regret your baby. Uh, so then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a good reversal. No, I mean, on that, on that theme though, I regret, uh, I mean, it, there's no way to regret it, but I wish it was different. Um, I wish after so many years of not having children and my mom and dad certainly looking forward to and kind of probably giving up on me too, whether I was going to have a kid. But then once we have her, then they can barely see her. And when they do see her, it's behind a mask. And so my daughter's almost six months old and she's only seen me and my wife basically without her, our faces. Like yeah. she, she only knows eyes and up, which yeah. is... You know, that's definitely a regret. But I mean, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And the hope is that she'll 
Um, you know, that I, I mean, Jill and I were talking about this actually today, that the psychological effects on children mm-hmm. at different ages this year, we, I mean, we have no idea what it's going to do, but yeah. it's going to do something. Yeah. Especially some of the eight. And I don't think, I think my daughter's too young for it to really have any effect on her greatly. But I think, you know, there's a lot of children who are, are going to be, you know, differently affected for sure yeah for a worse way um but honestly biggest regret comes back to what you mentioned about what you remember from 2020 um about the church not affecting politics but politics affecting the church um i I regret seeing so much division within the body of christ during 2020 um that uh, we we were not as unified as christ would want us to be unified we don't need to be uniform um, it's not like all of us needed to vote for the same person, not that all of us needed to agree on the, the best way forward to fix some of the temporary problems that we have specifically in our own country. But I think in very many ways, we lost focus on what unites us as opposed to what divides us on the secondary mm-hmm. issues. And, um, I mean, I, I tried, I, I feel like I tried to preach, eternal kingdom, you know, things in the midst of all of it. But I I think I I regret that as much as I tried to yell from the rooftops, and I'm not saying that I was perfect in any of it, but I I think people were so deep um, into the temporary and into the politics that I don't, I don't know that as many people as I, sorry, I don't know that as many people that I would want to have heard the message of an eternal kingdom heard it. Because uh, I think the veil was too far over too many people's eyes, um, and they didn't want to hear about the eternal. They just wanted me to say, "Go vote for X, go vote for Y," hmm. and and I definitely regret that. Hmm. Would you have done that differently, knowing that? I now? don't. I I mean, shooting from the from the hip. No, I don't think I would do it differently. I mean, there's there's small things that I would do differently. Things that I would say a little bit, um, probably kinder and nicer. Um, but at the end of the day, preaching, no, the eternal news of the good news of the eternal kingdom in Christ and preaching that the United States of America is a temporary kingdom as much as we love it and as much as we're patriots. Uh, no, I don't think I would. But I just wish that all of the I, I feel like um, as a preacher, as a pastor, you never want to feel like your preaching is in vain. And I feel like in that series, it was probably my most vain, uh, not that I was vain, but at the time when the, the words went on deaf ears, the most in my ministry, I feel like. Hmm. Because there's that veil. Because people were, people were being pastored by their TV personalities seven days a week, and I only got 35 minutes. So my question would be... And I wasn't impactful enough in that 35 minutes. So... Is there anything that pastors can do to overcome that? Pray. It's a spiritual battle. Yeah. No, I mean, because to me, it really does come down to, at that point, you are at the mercy of what, you know, I mean, and this isn't this isn't news. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm not we, looking for you to pat me on the back. I'm just saying that I, I wish wasn't it was, going to. Which was different. Yeah, no. But I mean, that, that that's to me, it's to me, how do we, I don't see that improving. I feel like if people are there, whichever side they're on, yeah. and they, they have a veil, they're going to have that veil, and it's only going to get worse. Well, it, because now people aren't choosing church, if they're church hopping, seemingly, people aren't choosing churches because of the, the power of the you know the word being preached from the pulpit. They're choosing churches 
that you know the pastor is going to preach and do his thing, but he is also going to vote the same way as I. Yeah, and he's also going to tell me it's okay that I vote the same ways. You know, and and that's now how we're dividing up the kingdom, and it's. Uh, we used to have different churches that would disagree on theological issues. Now we're dividing over political issues, and I think yep. it's terrible. Yep. You got any regrets? Ragrets? I, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, um, so I'll, I, I'm going to preemptively steal yours, and um, I'll try to make it distinct. I, I think my my big regret is just like not doing more with this year there was so much time on i had so much time on my hands and just in in trying to to get through the year and like survive i I ended up squandering a lot of it on like just doing nothing like just trying to stay stable and 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 not um not like blow things up so i have got all these projects on my hands i could have spent all this time like learning new things figuring out new things and i i just didn't really do a lot with that. Um, uh, Another thing I kind of regret is like, if if I can reference a specific instance um, earlier this year, when, when George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all that happened, I, I regret not, not finding the right voice Mm -hmm. to kind of like say things and, and speak up in those moments when Freddie Gray was killed in, here in Baltimore and we had like all of this upheaval and, and unrest over that, um, I I happened to have be stuck on the couch with a broken ankle. And I I had to like watch all of this from the sidelines. I couldn't really participate, go down, interact. Um, so I, sw- I told myself in that moment, like back in, how long was that ago? 2016, 2017, yeah. that yeah. I, I wasn't going to let that happen again. So when this happened, this go around, I... I went down to DC like the day after President Trump like tear gassed all the protesters. Yeah. And I, I saw firsthand how I saw the hurt of people who had been suffering under a system that had been mistreating them. And I regret not not doing more and not being more vocal in that moment and in that time period to to help. I don't know. Sure. I think it's hard to figure out how to help in 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 our context and where we are. I applaud you for wanting to have that. And uh, I do know, you know, we've kind of talked about we don't know where 2021 is going to head uh, for this podcast. But I do know we are working on some stuff where we can have conversations about that. Um, yeah, you completely stole my um, my regret. And I should have never told you I was going to even do this. Uh, I'm kidding. To me, it was time. You know, I, when I remember sitting down to dinner on a Thursday night when, when everything just broke and uh, back in March, March 12th. And my wife was concerned and she's like, how long do you think they could do like a shutdown? And I was like, two weeks, maybe three. But after that, America's not going to stand for it. Like people are just going to get like, it'll destroy the economy. Nobody's going to go for it. Like, this is just not, not tenable. And, um, and at the time, I genuinely believed it'll take a couple weeks. It'll all be gone. It'll it'll take a couple weeks. And then it became a couple more weeks. And then after a while, I was like, okay, it, it'll probably take 8 to 12 weeks. 8 to 12 weeks. And then and then as we started getting a little closer to it, and then our church was allowed to, our churches in our area were allowed to reopen. I'm going, okay, we're starting to get back to normal. And so like for me, the whole thing, the whole 
most of the COVID quarantine time was things are about to return to normal. Don't don't embrace this as the new normal. I got really irritated when people were like, this is the new normal. I'm like, we're not going to be wearing masks our whole lives. We're not going to be doing that. You know, at some point we'll get back to normal. And in doing that, I ended up just kind of what Josie said, just sort of floating around like, okay, things will return to normal. We're in this, we're kind of up in the air. And the one thing that I encourage people to do for like their mental health was like, just survive, like do whatever you need to do to survive, you know, eat the ice cream, watch the TV show, just do whatever you need to do so that you don't go nuts. There was a, I saw somebody that we're connected with who at the start of COVID quarantine was like, here's how I've ordered my days. You know, I'm gone, you know, I'm, I'm reading this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this and I've made a plan and this is what you need to be doing. And like very quickly, I was like, I can't like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And I felt like I was, I was really doing something wrong. Um, and then, so then I just really kind of locked in my kids saying, just survive guys, just survive, do whatever you need to do. We'll, we'll get through it. Things will get back to normal. But in the, in that interim between March and now, so much time had gone by that I could have been, as Josie said, learning new things, learning new skills, uh, building up the ones that I, I need to build up. Um, just to me, the lament, I guess, is just being creative. Sure. I wasn't as creative as I could have been, um, really had a lot of extra time on my hand. And so that really is, uh, something that I wish we had, um, I wish I had, I had done better about that. All right. So now, uh, listeners, if you're going along with us, so here are the questions again. Uh, what will you remember about 2020? What are you proud of from 2020? What do you regret about 2020? And then let's take all of that. What lessons did you learn in 2020? What did you discover about yourself, about the world, about your faith? What is it that this past year you learned? Who wants to go? I learned that the, well, i I didn't learn, but I was confirmed that the church is resilient, that the church mm. will not die, it will not shrink back. Even if it shrinks, it won't shrink back. The church is resilient. However, at the same time, Christians within the church are lazy, <laughs> uh, including me in very many ways. Uh, you know, that's just, we're, we're lazy, and uh, I, I'm my prayer is that the laziness will not continue once, you know, things do get back to some semblance of normal, and once we can have more people back up on campus and all that kind of stuff, my my prayer is that people um, will not get content in watching on a screen. But right now, um, a lot of people are, and quite honestly, um, there's never been a better excuse not to come to church, and people yeah. are pulling that trigger all the time. Mm-hmm. And so the church is resilient, the church will not fail, the gates of hell will not prevail, but... Um, 2020 gave a lot of people an excuse, and a lot of people took it. Well, people think the idea of the church will not, you know, the gates of hell will not overcome the church. That's true. Mm-hmm. Churches will still close. Correct. Yeah, and the church can go on in one small country. You Correct. know, like So, I mean, here in America, it could very much be a... Yeah, we're not talking about our four walls. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the kingdom. Absolutely. Any other lessons? I mean, that's kind of a broad one, so I mean, certainly they're... But, I mean, maybe you guys will stoke the fire and I'll have something to come back on, but right bunch, now there's... I have a bunch of lessons I learned this year. Josie, do you have any lessons you learned this year? Um, I think the closest thing I have to a lesson I learned this year is, like, I, I've talked a lot about, like, 2020 being a tough year, regretting a lot of stuff, whatever. I think the le- the lesson I learned was, even though all of these things have happened, it is still okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like it is okay to have had a rough year. It is okay to, yeah. to, 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 to regret what you did, did or didn't do last year, but just don't let that demotivate you. Let that be a motivation towards moving forward, doing the right thing, finding God, finding Jesus, finding where you need to be. So here's what I, um, the thing that surprised me, and I don't know how much I want to go into this and probably not a lot. Uh, I feel like I have learned this year that I have a lot to learn, um, that I've just kind of been confronted with some challenge with some ideas, uh, some stuff, I guess I thought I believed, um, like my faith is still f- firm. That's like, I, I probably shouldn't have introduced this if I want to be more specific, but just this idea of, of there are things that. I held dear for a really long time that I go, man, what does this really mean? Um, because I, I, you know, I struggle with, with some of that. Um, you talked about the resiliency of the church. I'm coming back, man, the resiliency of kids. Um, but I think Tim, you're right on. I think the impact that COVID will have on children, uh, will be profound mm-hmm. and it is incumbent upon the adults to help them through that. Um, you, adults have a, a more solid footing and, and, and grounding. Um, so act with wisdom and some maturity, uh, because you're starting to scare the kids and we need to, <laughs> we need to help them through this. Um, I know it's been tough. I know it is, it is difficult for everyone, but you know, the kids need a little bit more, um, handholding, I think not handholding. That's not the right word, but uh, engagement from the adults in their lives. Mm. And that's a corporate, I'm not thinking of anything specific, but I just, I know right now it's kind of like, Ooh, man, we just need to kind of get through this. So leave the kids on their, on their own. Andy Stanley, when he was going through some of his political uh, discourse and teaching over the last year said very similar. He said to uh, the, the adults in the room, uh, he said, you guys are acting like the sky is falling. Uh, you're scaring the children. You're scaring the children. <laughs> you're, you're scaring the children. Show hope. If you are a Christian, you should not be scaring children. Uh, I mean, you. There is. We have hope. We have hope. This is not the end. So, um, you know, I will say this. Uh, I have learned this year that politics is not evil, um, but it's close. Mm. Uh, if you don't intentionally move with patience and grace, and I'm talking about two both sides here, uh, you're going to ruin relationships. I have heard this year of so many people who are not even speaking to their family, not, not out of choice, but because their family has said, because you disagree with me, you're not invited to Christmas or, or I'm not going to call you or, or we are now estranged. Um, family pastor, you know, all kinds of people <laughs> It's <laughs> who are getting the cold shoulder. Yeah. But I, my, if I can give a, a hard challenge here uh, today in this one, if you have allowed your position or someone else's position on a political discussion or topic or a candidate to impact your relationship with other people that are close to you. If it has resulted in you severing a relationship with somebody, uh, get that correct real fast. Disagreement should not be larger than the love between two people. Don't take that into the new year. Like make the phone call and say, uh, I was a butthead. And this was wrong of me, um, you know, and I mean, to both sides and, yeah, and, and that to doesn't all mean, sides. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. It doesn't mean, hey, I agree with you now. No, but but we can say, listen. But I choose to love you. I'm going to love you and, and you will never 
sit there and go, you know what? I'm really glad that I lost that relationship with somebody that I cared about because of this topic. Um, and if you are that kind of person, then, um, can I just suggest you have a lot of work to do? Uh, do, do not, do not let your relationship with someone else get severed over politics. You need to make that right. Jesus would not want that. I, I don't often like to stand in the way of what Jesus would say and do. I'm trying to figure that out every day, but I really feel like Jesus would not be cool with going, Oh, you've cast somebody away because of their political position. Uh, I'm, I'm on board with that. WWJD for sure. And then, uh, lastly, and this one was a little discouraging when I, when I wrote it down. Um, but I, I guess I've learned at the church that white evangelicals, which is our space, right? Uh, for the most part, um, it's not as far along as I had hoped. Uh, it's not as far as long as I, as I thought. Um, I truly believe that the greatest threat to the church is inside it and not outside it. When you look at other countries and other communities where there is religious persecution, uh, you see the church actually strong. Like, like they, they use that persecution as a way to come together, to become strong, to unite, to hold fast to what God has said. And, and they are, they are bound together. Um, I'm not, I don't look forward to the days of religious persecution. I, I, I certainly enjoy the religious freedoms we have. However, I think the greatest threat to the church is the infighting, the loss of focus, the disunity. That's going to do more damage uh, than any external persecution can. Uh, and so maybe our focus should be less on preserving our religious freedom and more about preserving our religious community, uh, our unity. Um, that to me is just a thing that I go, this, this has to, if we don't get this right, it's, it's going to be not great in the future. And so as we are wont to do at the end of a year, we look forward to the next year and we set some goals and resolutions. And so the final question what goals, what resolutions will you set for 2020? I hate resolutions. I hate doing this. You hate goals. I do. Yeah. You and hate writing actually, goals down on a piece of paper. It's a waste of time. Yeah. You hate making, you know, and you make fun of people who say, I'm going to plan out my day. And then you get at the end of the day and you realize they accomplished and you didn't. I don't make fun of them. You just said that. No, I didn't say I make fun of them. <laughs> I say they made me feel bad about myself. Right. Here are my goals my personality. for 2021. Get the vaccine as fast as humanly possible for me and my entire family so we can be done with this. Um, and number two, then take them on a cruise immediately because I'm in withdrawal and I'm shaking a little bit from not being out on the ocean um, with the... Uh, you got your land legs. I, my Yes, my legs are, are very too, too land-focused, correct. Um, but for I, I really have one goal uh, as a pastor for 2021, and that's to um, promote and hold community over content. Mm -hmm. 2020 has been a year of content where we have met the goal of coming into your home, broadcasting, giving you things to do, giving you links, giving you ideas. You can do, you can do, you can do. Uh, we've been providing content, but 2021 hopefully is when the community of the church will um, will come back. But as I mentioned to you in the, the lessons that I've learned, there are some people who are going to be mm, kind of brainwashed, I think, by 2020 and just think that, you know, consuming content is church because that's what we do in all other areas of our lives. So we'll binge through Netflix. So why don't we binge, just binge through church? And so we've, 
if we've watched church, then we've been a part of it. And so mm-hmm. um, my hope is that I, I will be able to figure out how to convince at least and the people, you know, well, not even at least, uh, convince the people within our little church family that community is king and content is not. Um, you know, I, I'm thankfully not held responsible for people outside of our church, um, but I'm, I'm definitely hoping that I can figure out how to say that in 2021. Sure. How about you, Joe? You got any goals, any resolutions, anything that you want 21 to look like? What are you taking in? Um, I generally don't set goals or resolutions. I try to assess as like like a rolling assessment. I don't know. I just it's not really for me. Hopes for twenty twenty one. Um I can I can provide some of those. I my hope is that twenty twenty one is brighter. Um I don't know. It's super dark and my sleep pattern has gotten right. really screwed up. Um I was reading there's some like theory that the medieval sleep schedule was like four hours. You'd wake up in the middle of the night, like eat something or go talk to your neighbor for a bit. And then you would sleep for another four hours at like a different period. And that no lie has been how I've been sleeping for like the past month and a half. Don't tell anyone from work. Well, people a long time ago, they had to, <laughs> you had to throw another log on the fire. Otherwise you'd wake up and you'd be frozen. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that was kind of necessary back then. I, I hope it's brighter and in both in like light in, in, getting back into like a regular schedule. Um, I also hope that, you know, like it's brighter socially. I hope that now that we are kind of through this, this tough political season um, and, and as we are starting to see the crest coming, we are not through this season, but we're starting to see the, the, the end of this, this COVID-19 pandemic. I, I would hope that we would kind of move back to a happier place. Like, mm as the stress starts to come off. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I don't like resolutions because I normally break them um, very quickly. So like my goal has always been to set resolutions that if I don't hit them, it's good. So like I say, like this year I want to gain a ton of weight. I want to be super lazy and unproductive. And then if I am, well then I met my goal. If I'm not, then I'm, I'm thinner and more productive. Uh, but I will do it for this, uh, for this one. Um, professionally, like personally, I just, I hope to be more creative, be more focused on, uh, just, you know, like, like I said, in in my regret, I wasn't super focused. It was kind of just like floating and just, all right, just hang on for dear life because this ride will be over soon. And I didn't really enjoy it and, and hear the, all that God was doing in the midst of it until it was kind of too late to go, Oh, I could have just taken a deep breath and focused on this instead and, and, and work. So I kind of want to do that in 21. Um, I think I probably need to go back to school and develop some way. Um, I don't know what that is. So if you pray, that'd be helpful. Um, and at the same time, I want to be more focused at home. Like I'm, I can be pretty, pretty absent minded and, and just kind of focused. If I'm focusing on one thing, you can rest assured something else is definitely not getting focused on. And it's the stuff that I'm not focusing on that tends to um, create issues because I'm the, if, if I'm the one that's home all the time and, uh, and the house is, is looking like a wreck when the wife gets home, then, you know, guess who's responsible for that? Uh, and rightly so. And so I need to, I need to do better about that. Um, and I think, with, with all that we've talked about today and, and previously past couple weeks, um, I want to figure out a way, Tim, kind of jumping on yours, to, to get better at pastoring 
um, like via social medias. I know, I know you think there's nothing redeemable that can happen on social media, but good. I'll pull back and you can engage no, more. But like not right now. So like what has happened this year? And I'm going to, I'm going to hit this on my great Christian person uh, of the year. Um, but I have found an outlet or not so much an outlet, but a, a, a fountain of just people who I guess I would say agree with me, which I know that sounds terrible to say, but, but people who are smarter than me, who have given truth and have kind of helped me find a, a, an oasis uh, of quiet and wisdom in the midst of a lot of this. Um, I haven't done a great job of putting that back out into the world. Uh, if I do engage, it's largely, um, it's not intentionally inflammatory, but it, it tends to incite. And what ends up happening is with my personality, I like people to like me and not be mad at me. Uh, so if that happens, then I tend to kind of pull back a little bit. Um, so if I get challenged or, or people push too hard, then I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to be quiet. And I'm going to, and I, I don't, I don't feel like we need to do that. Um, and so I'm going to try to be better about lovingly pastoring and speaking truth and kind of dumping out all that has been poured into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, hopefully that's the case. And hopefully if there are people who are irritated by it, they'll come talk to me instead of uh, talking to other people about it. And hope that's the, the case. But, that'd be great. Cause I'm be happy to not get any more conversation <laughs> phone calls about, did you hear what pastor Jeff said today? But you know what? I appreciate you going, did you go talk to him about it? And they go, no. And I was like, okay, should you do that? Yes. And then they don't come talk to me about it, but come talk to me about it. I'd love to have that conversation. Look, we've already kind of covered our confessions and regrets, unless you guys are really bad and you've done something since then that you need to confess about. You good? That's my regret. Um, We already shared those. So now closing out, do you have a great Christian people or person of the year? Somebody that you want to go, you get my stamp of approval for 2020 my person of the year is it me oh it's me isn't it it's my me. wife it's gotta be i just sat next to her for 48 hours while she pushed a human being out of her body and and carried the thing for you know the baby for nine months before that it has to be i really wife. thought you were saving you said your wife at, at, at the thanksgiving episode though okay i really Am I not allowed to me. say i thought you were saving me is your good Christian person for 2020. Get over yourself. Well, so, your wife. Man, that's beautiful. Yep, that's it. That's beautiful. Josie, you got anybody? Is it me? Is it me? No. <laughs> I I don't know. I. It's it's been a. It's been quite a year, and I've been pulling in from a lot of sources. I mean, you certainly. Yes. Doing me. this podcast has been. Like phenomenal. Um, Does that count as me? Sure, take it. Yeah, take 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 your take, take your it. your your your. I don't know. The I word. receive that blessing. Your blessing. Yeah. I receive it. it it's been a, <laughs> like doing this has been a creative endeavor. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's also been a lot of fun to have like these off-air discussions with you. Um, and yeah, I, I I guess you'd be the forefront of the great people Christians yes! for the year. Way to go. I talked to you into that, didn't I? Yes. I did? All yeah. right, then that doesn't count. You can use me again another time. Okay. I'll receive it now, but you can still, it still doesn't count. You can use me. All right, so this me. is this is Do your... Do you have anything else to say? I, I feel like I Just I'd give forced... your acceptance speech. 
No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to take it. 35 seconds. I'm going to play you off. No. Josie, you have something else to say. I can see it in your face. No, I don't. All right. So I received that blessing, but you can still use me. Uh, this will come to literally... I mean, I didn't realize we can use people that we've used in the past. So, yeah, obviously, I would I would give it to my wife and my kids um, just because of their resilience and the way that they really try to just... Um, they encourage me and, and they help me get through uh, a difficult year. But if I'm looking at somebody on the, though I haven't surprisingly used as my uh, good, great Christian person throughout 19 episodes, 18, 19 episodes, um, I'm going to throw it up to my guy, Sky Jatani. Uh, he, my guy, my guy, my guy. Uh, I came across him through the Holy Post podcast and, and they do amazing work. I've just, they have really done quite a lot this year that has uh, encouraged me and helped me. Um, but he particularly just through the things that he does, the, his devotions um, and so many other things that he puts out content wise, this is going to sound really lame and I don't like saying it in the microphone, but made me feel like not alone. Like that there are people out there who are smarter than me, who really understand and speak with wisdom discernment and you i go you are not alone sky is there for you i mean i i believe that <laughs> and so like he he and 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 he spoke what i was feeling and i started to go oh like this guy gets it and and i want to i want to be him when i grow up like i'm not going to be that smart um so that that really just and and then through him I found like a, a whole community of writers, of thinkers, church leaders that just spoke to my soul. And I've used a number of them in my uh, great Christian people before, but um, really at the root of all that this year, I really, I really felt blessed to get to know him clearly from, uh, from a distance virtually, but uh, he's really been, been instrumental in helping me through this year. And so I'm grateful for him. Sky's the guy. Sky's the guy. Guys, we got any closing thoughts? Anything you want to say on the way out to wrap up? Happy New Year! Uh, you know, you know, enjoy your New Year's Eve and New Year's Day celebration, whatever it may be, and uh, we'll see you back in twenty twenty one. You got anything, Josie? All right. I just want to say, if you are listening to this podcast, congratulations! <laughs> you have made it through twenty twenty. Uh, this was a hard year, and it might have been your hardest yet, but whatever you faced, you made it. So you should be proud of yourself. Um, if you aren't where you want to be at the end of 2020, that's okay. Give yourself some grace. This was a tough year, and you did what you needed to do to survive. So in the next few days, kind of as we did here, find some things to be thankful for in 2020. Mm-hmm. Find some things to learn. Find some things to take with you. And then maybe find some things that you need to leave in 2020. Uh, 2021 might be easier. It might be harder. But... God doesn't just give us new years. He gives us new days. So dust yourself off and head into the future with hope because God is already there to walk us through with us. So on behalf of Tim, of Josie, and myself, thank you for being a part of the good Christian people. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email at goodchristianpod at gmail.com. And next week, we have no idea what we're doing yet so uh yeah don't know yet so tune in next week when we figure out what Mm. we are doing in 2021 until then happy new year and be good
listening to Good Christian People, the podcast. Today's episode was recorded on Monday, December 21st, 2020, by Jeff Higgins and Tim Beyer, two pastors living in beautiful Glen Burnie, Maryland. If you'd like to hear more of our content, please check us out online at goodchristianpod.com or by following us on Twitter at, at GCPod. Twenty 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 one twenty 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 one twenty 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 one season and it just sounded weird.